Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify Black Letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap with the Black Letter Podcast and Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig. Maybe you've heard maybe not. If you're living under a mushroom in an enchanted forest, you're the only person that hasn't heard this. Governors across the country are closing public schools for the rest of the academic year, and the biggest change that's amplifying the strain on the economy comes in the form of a closure of non-essential businesses. The Zoom virtual conference app has been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times in the last week, more than it's ever been collectively downloaded in an entire year. So the question then is, what is a non-essential business? And for so-called essential businesses, how can you remain open? I'm going to use the most recent executive order, number 53, from the Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. This affects almost 100 of our law firm's employees in Virginia, between Tyson's Corner, Leesburg, and Richmond offices. The order bans public gatherings of 10 or more people. So nine people there is the legal max. Just remember that. And if you can avoid it, we recommend that you do. The order also closes all food courts, bars, and public gathering locations and closes, quote, non-essential businesses. So the order lists out non-essential businesses, and I'll just share that list with you. So 11.59 p.m. tonight, Tuesday, March 24th, this goes into effect. Theaters, performing arts centers, concert venues, museums, indoor entertainment centers, fitness centers, gyms, rec centers, indoor sports facilities, beauty salons, barbershops, spas, massage parlors, tanning salons, tattoo shops, and any other location where personal care or personal grooming services are performed, it would not allow compliance with social distancing guidelines to remain six feet apart. Racetracks and historic racing facilities, bowling alleys, skating rinks, arcades, amusement parks, trampoline parks, fairs, arts and crafts facilities, aquariums, zoos, escape rooms, indoor shooting ranges, public and private social clubs, and places of indoor public amusement. So what does that mean? You're not going to be able to get your hair cut. You're not going to be able to get your nails done. You're not going to be able to Go skating or see a movie in a movie theater for the foreseeable future. So plan ahead. Uh, make sure your internet's working. This order also says all brick and mortar businesses that are not listed have to limit their total people count to nine or fewer and implement sanitization procedures. Professional businesses listed, not listed above, have to utilize telework as much as possible. And where telework is not feasible, such businesses must adhere to social distancing recommendations, enhanced sanitizing procedures and apply relevant workplace guidance from the federal authorities, including the CDC and OSHA. Uh, And so the CDC and OSHA have more guidelines there. But here's the big kicker. If you violate this uh, Virginia governor's executive order, a business that violates it, say you're a movie theater and you stay open, you're guilty of a class one misdemeanor. And you could literally go to jail. Class one misdemeanor is up to 12 months in jail. So uh, take this seriously. Now, just caveat to all of that, Nothing in the executive order limits the provision of health care or medical services. Nothing limits the access of essential services for low-income residents, things like food banks, soup kitchens, things like that. And nothing limits the operation of media 
law enforcement or operations of government. So all of those things got to stay open, kind of like supermarkets get to stay open. And there's a whole list of essential services that must stay open. And everybody else kind of falls into that gray area where you have to try not to be open. So check out the list of essential services. If you're on it, you probably know. How is Dunlap Bennett and Ludwig, how are we dealing with this? I'll just share that with you. And maybe this will help you with your business. If you're a tech company or professional services company, accounting firm, law firm, whatever it is. So we have implemented a telework form to kick this off. We already had a lot of teleworking at the firm, which is massively helpful. So we were set up for it. Uh, all of our software and all of our documents were in Dropbox or OneDrive or SharePoint Office 365. So that's kind of the first step. Make sure you have at least a technology infrastructure in place to telework. And that's something you may have to set up now because this is something that's going to affect business for a long time, for at least a couple months. So we have a telework firm for every employee to fill out and to return to us. And we're going to use that to kind of evaluate and help employees set themselves up for success. And our telework form says the following. What is the address of your remote workplace? Usually it's their home. What is the location in your house? Is it a dedicated space during working hours and free from distraction? Three, what are your working hours? Nine to five, eight to four, whatever they are. Because, and this bears in the next question, what are the distractions or other obligations you have, such as childcare, child schooling, that may interfere or reduce work hours? And what is the firm's availability policy? And we have a note here that you have to respond to a call within 15 to 30 minutes or a request within 15 to 30 minutes during the work day. So you need to set a regular schedule. And yes, you can have breaks and a lunch break and things like that. You should have those, but you need to be available during the work day. And then what technology are you using? We use something called Ring Central. Uh, we have hard phones they can take home and plug into an Ethernet connection, or they can use their own mobile phones and install the application. And that allows their phone to ring like it's at their desk. So they can use the Ring Central app on their own cell phone. Uh, do they have a laptop from work or are they using their own laptop? Security protocols, what is their Ethernet connection and speed? And will it work for work? And then we give them data security reminders. And finally, we ask them what days they would prefer to be on the office rotation schedule. So certain paralegals and other people that need to be in the office to use the copier and have access to things like that need to be on a rotation schedule. So Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig is rotating employees in to the workplace, and we have sanitization stations and wipes, and we have a wipe-down protocol poster and a social distancing poster. So we've instructed people, even when they're in the office together, try to video chat or call each other on the phone. Even though you could walk down the hall, which is what we usually do, to talk, it's better to do it remotely, even when you're together, or use FaceTime function of your iPhone. So stay abreast of these changes, all the changes in the law and what's going on with executive orders by subscribing to the Black Letter podcast or following Dunlap Bennett and Ludwig's Facebook page or LinkedIn pages and visit dblawyers.com for our COVID-19 resources page, which we'll constantly update. Thanks for joining us on the Black Letter podcast this morning. Stay safe. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play so you never miss an episode. And to catch us on video, check out our website at blackletterstudios.com. 